0: Welcome to the Peaceful Life Podcast. This is your host, Laura, coming to you from a cottage in the woods in the beautiful mountains of California. If you hear background noise, that's because it's pouring out and it has been for a week. But that's okay because we need it here in California. One weird pet peeve that I have is I don't like to get wet. I shower really fast and get dry as soon as I can. So, as you can imagine, I cringe at the rain, especially if I have to go out. But this week, I just stopped. And I thanked the earth for this downpour. I said to myself, God, we need it. The trees need it. The flowers need it. The farmers need it. We all need this rain. So I didn't really have a topic for today's episode until a bunch of things happened this week. One was the rain, and that brings me to reframing your reactions to things and people and events from negative to positive. One thing that happened is that I purchased a subscription to Gaia, which is a streaming channel that has shows with many different philosophies on peace, thought, and human science. This is not mad. They didn't pay me to say anything, but I'm so grateful that I did subscribe and I've been totally binging on their shows. Many of them support what I've been putting forth in the Peaceful Life podcast with actual peer-reviewed science to back it up. Now, when I do put forth an idea or belief, I've said that it works for me and I just wanted to share. I never say that it's been proven or anything grandiose like that. So it kind of blew my mind that a lot of what I've been saying in this podcast does have scientific evidence behind it. That makes me happy and validated. So one of the shows is called Missing Links, and one of the most significant topics put forth on that show is about changing your perspective on how you interact with yourself and the people and the world around you. How positive thinking, love, gratitude, and kindness can not only change you, but change the world. I try not to have negative thoughts, but I'm human, and they do creep into my head every now and then. But my goal is to be able to catch myself and reprogram and reframe my thinking. And then eventually, it does become a habit, and you can do it quicker so you're not judgmental or hurtful to others. So, for example, now when I get irritated at, say, a leak in the plumbing, I can catch myself, change the narrative, and think, I'm so grateful that I own this cute home, and I don't have to depend on a landlord to fix things, and that I have the means to hire someone to fix it. By reframing your thoughts, You are releasing such positivity, and that positive energy does get propagated out into the world. It affects you, and it affects the people around you, and it affects everyone. Once you start loving your own life and loving yourself, wonderful things start to come to you. It's definitely a boomerang effect. We're all made out of energy fields, and we're connected. Now, here's another confession. I was actually cursing a competitor just this week. I was jealous. They had landed something big that I did not. But I caught myself in this negative spiral, and I thought, Let's just send them love and be grateful at their success because that means people still need what I have to offer, so much so that there are multiple people doing it. And then it goes back to this. I mean, when you do curse someone or have negative thoughts, are jealous or spiteful, who really is that hurting? It's hurting you because negativity and stress and anger not only affects your soul and emotional well-being, but it also affects you physically. The mind and the body are completely connected. When you're sad, don't your eyes make tears? When you're frightened, your body produces adrenaline to give you the energy to get out of the situation. Now, those are basic examples of how our emotions can create physical reactions. So why does the general public still remain skeptical about this phenomenon that our thoughts and emotions affect our physical being? I've talked previously about the power of energy, healing, and prayer in a universal context, saying that it's been proven that prayer and sending good vibes can actually heal a person and their ailments, but in the last month, this has been proven to me personally. If you've been listening to the podcast since the beginning, you know that my sister Kate was diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer. That's a really bad cancer and very rarely goes into remission. Not only that, but it had metastasized to her liver, and she also had cancer in one of her lungs. In episode 25, I interviewed my sister, talking about her living with cancer, we were together in April for her huge birthday bash. She had said, I won't be at my funeral, so I wanted to have a big party that I could attend. And hundreds of people showed up. You see, long story short, on January 2nd, the doctors gave Kate six to nine months max to live. And Kate had a decision at that time to either go through treatment which might manage the tumors enough to extend her life to about a year, or not. The doctors made it clear that if she did undergo chemo and radiation, it would be palliative, just to give her a little more time. She chose to go through treatment. Now, by the time summer hit, the chemo was really knocking her out, and she decided to change up the schedule and reduce the dosages and go less often. She worked it out with her doctors because she wanted to go do things with her sons and check off some items on her bucket list. Now, she and her doctors came to an agreement. And that enabled her to go out and actually do things and travel. She went camping and hiking with her sons and daughter-in-law. And they're going to be going to Mexico for the holidays. So here's the most amazing thing, though. The second week of November, she went in for her periodic CT scan. And there was no indication of cancer present in her lung. In addition, there was, quote, No discrete mass, unquote, in her pancreas. And the 22 lesions that were on her liver were gone. They were not discernible in the scan. She thanked all the, quote, prayer warriors out there. And there were lots of friends and family sending her healing vibes from all backgrounds of faith. She ended her wonderful announcement with the phrase, God is good, and I replied, science is good, but I know it wasn't just about science or not just about medical science. There's another science that is just now being discovered, and that's the science of our personal power to heal ourselves and to heal others, the science of positivity, of love, and of gratitude. I myself had an incident in my teens where I should have died, and I did not. The medical staff called it a miracle. I suppose that contributes to my unusual outlook on life and being extremely grateful for what I have and what the world provides us. I hug trees and I pet flowers and I probably always will. But anyway, so I said that there were several things this week. Another was a story in the news about a flight attendant or airline worker who shamed a child because she had an unusual name. The name was spelled A-B-C-D-E and pronounced Absidy. The airline worker posted the 10-year-old girl's boarding pass, revealing her name to the public and shaming it. I posted how horrific it was for an adult to shame a child for anything. And people responded that the parents should have been so, insert bad word here, to give the child that ridiculous name. Ridiculous being their opinion, not mine. But if we can accept differences in race, sexuality, gender, appearance, We should be able to accept differences in names, too. In 1950, one out of every three children born in the United States had a top 10 name. It was important to conform. But in recent years, it's now under 1% of babies born in the U.S. have a top 10 name. And that means parents are being more creative and not going with trendy or popular names. So as long as the name is not abusive, which Absody is not, then why are we judging? Look, Barack Hussein Obama had a highly unusual name, and it didn't affect his success at all. Oprah is a made-up name. They got it wrong on her birth certificate. Is anyone posting Oprah's boarding pass online and making fun of her name? Nope, I don't think so. So, one of my personal goals is to stop myself from being judgy when it comes to my own opinions or preferences. My parents were incredibly judgy, especially when it came to appearances. My father would make fun of people's looks and weight and it was cruel. Sometimes he'd laugh, sometimes he'd express how disgusted he was of perfect strangers, and to this day, I find some of those same judgmental thoughts creeping into my head, because that's how I was raised, and it was ingrained in me from my upbringing. But then I throw them out, and I tell myself not to be judgy, and I hope we can all try to do better in this regard." I know that we're all taught throughout our lives to be judgmental, and that has to be eliminated from our emotional and reactional vocabulary, because if it starts with a name, then where does it end? So I'm sending out my love, my strength and empathy to 10-year-old Absidy, and to all people who have to bear something different. How boring would the world be if we were all named John and Mary? This is Laura, and you've been listening to the Peaceful Life Podcast. I hope you have a wonderful week as we head into the holiday season. Be grateful, be kind, and exude love to others and to yourself. Thank mm-hmm. you.